Ivana and then Ivanka is the one. Ivanka is the one that Donald. Yeah, it is. Melania right? Trump is the first lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Former first lady. Right? Former first lady. If, wife. if she wasn't my daughter, perhaps I'd date her. So yeah. <laughs> Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know, without any context, I'm going to put that as the intro. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Just no context. You can, use, you can use the many Will Smith jokes I'm going to use today. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, no. The, the intro is going to be no context. You saying that quote. Alex, sing the songs. So that way we can start. I don't, that's all I know. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back into another edition of Making the Walk. Today is the 1st of April of 2022 um i'm andrew lee alongside me are is my co-host michael grosh mike how you doing i'm pretty good man uh you know i just realized it's april fool's day <laughs> i need yes, to prank so. my mother tomorrow or today how exactly do you plan on doing that well we used to do it every year but then you know it kind of died down when we got older but i can always show up there to do something maybe just do like we have any poop, cop poop in their mailbox or something do we have any cop friends that can like fake arrest me? <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> Find you at her crib and just bang on nah. the I'm good. I'm good. You know, fun week of work, honestly. But other than that, solid. How you boys doing? Solid prank. Take a bunch of bath salts and then fight off a bunch of cops while masturbating. I don't that's know if that's a great way to get your mom. Possible. So April Fool's, mom, I'm going to jail for 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha, got you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait till next year. <laughs> nah. And that other voice you're hearing is Alex Lee, our full-time contributor. Alex, how are you doing, man? I am okay. Still have not worked. So very, very slow days. Like I find myself playing video games an absorbent amount of times like literally like uh, well first off yesterday i'm a fucking shit show right I, I fucking don't sleep most of the day we go work out and then we like i go to class and then after class it's like five o'clock something like that as soon as i come in my house bed head hit the pillow out i was i woke up at like 12 o'clock and now I'm just in an endless cycle. This has been the last three days where I wake up at like a late time and then I just stay up until like five in the morning, go to class and then fucking do my shit. And it's just it's just not a good look. So um, usually I'm asleep during this time, but I'm feeling good right now. I'm energized. That's good. Maybe just go. stay. Maybe just like stay awake real late tonight and then crash. Maybe not real late. Maybe just like go to bed at like 10 or something. Just try and keep yourself awake. Oh, this is super riveting. It never works that way, though. I'm no. trying to adjust to a new schedule right now. Like, back to what I was doing before this run, waking up at 5.30, it doesn't get better. I still can't fall asleep before 1 in the morning. Yeah. It, uh, my, <laughs> my brain my brain just likes to fire off at night. I don't know what it is. Even well, if I don't else. sleep. So. Yeah. But everyone's Dude. built different. So, Because I got depression. 
Built different. (laughs) (laughs) I, too, will not be sleeping very much tonight. Uh, We got the early access of the show coming out, but that's uh, that's for a totally different podcast, I think. Um, So, you know, uh, I... Wait, dude, I had, are you going to work tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be okay. a complete. I'm gonna be a complete piece of shit. <laughs> Just an absolute zombie. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna be up till at least three in the morning. I'm thinking so. Um, looking forward to that. Um, all right. I mean, if you guys want, we can just get right into. Um, we can get right into our now reoccurring game of uh, name that state. If you guys are into it, uh, I'm yeah. down for it. I all googled right. the answers this time, though. You googled all the answers no, to I name that states. I did. I'm kidding. <laughs> I find random articles. It takes me like 20 minutes each to find the good one. You're doing a real deep dive. <laughs> oh yeah. You just go on okay. Google. Like, I wouldn't waste your time with that. All right. So if you guys haven't heard this one before, we play a game. We're trying to do it every week now. It's called Name That State, where I find a random article um, of the weirdest things in this latest news cycle and then these two guys try and guess what state it's from so uh we will start with a blank man needed to be rescued twice on two different days on northern arizona hikes i'm assuming he's actually i don't know would he be close by arizona you know what i'm gonna go out on a limb i'm gonna go to california I was thinking California too, but you want to know what? I'm going to do Oregon because Oregon's all the yeah, good point. interesting people. I'm assuming it's close locally. So I'm going to go Oregon here. Final answers, guys? Yep. Yes. A New York man needed to be rescued twice <laughs> in two days. On a the opposite Arizona side of the goddamn country. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he urges people now to take winter weather advisories seriously. <laughs> He's from New York. You think that like they would would understand that? Yeah, I just don't understand like how you get rescued one time. Like these happened on two consecutive days. Like how do you get rescued once during a winter storm and then think you know what I'm gonna go do it again? Like at that point, it's kind of just like I had to get rescued. Like I'm done. This trip is over. Like I'm about to die, and I have to get rescued. It's time to go home. Go That's home and say hi to short. the family and the ones you love. You've just been rescued. And then you go out there and do it again. That's like the literal indefinition, literal definition of insanity. Like that, like going out there expecting different results for the same thing. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. Either, yeah, either insanity or stupidity. Um, and since we're, since there is no uh, card coming up this week, I'm going to, we're going to do a bonus one here. So we're going to okay. do another name that state. All right, so blank man tries to enter a zoo's tiger cage and is arrested. Uh, I know this one, too. No, I don't know this one. Uh, St. Louis, so Missouri. Oh, I like that, too. But I'm going to go Mississippi again. All right, guys, final answers again? Yep. A Massachusetts man tries to enter a zoo's tiger cage and is arrested. One Matthew Abraham, 24 years old, scaled multiple fences while ignoring warning signs on each of the fences at around 9 a.m., was found inside the tiger enclosure. Luckily, the tiger was in its cage as the zoo wasn't open yet. Um, but, like, what's like, what's the end goal there? 
death. He wants to pet the tigers. Like death by tiger? That sounds awful. Maybe, 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 maybe he saw those cute videos of of like people booping tigers and he's like, I could do that shit. Hopped in there. So let me pet you, motherfucker. And then the tiger just, just fucking kills his ass. <laughs> fucking stabs him with his claws. Just mauls him. <laughs> sorry, I don't I just went on a weird tangent there. I don't know what that was about. I'm sorry. What do tigers dream of? Halle Berry. When they that take a little tiger good. snooze. <laughs> <laughs> More ASMR from Mike. <laughs> We're, yeah, I'm gonna serenade the people with my angel-like voice. <laughs> Being Jesus. What do they say um, about um, people from Massachusetts? How does it have like some of the greatest colleges in the United States, but some of the dumbest people? Maybe they just import all their talent. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, they must, obviously. <laughs> I never thought of that though. Huh. All right. Well, I've heard uh, we'll it before. Shift... I don't know where from though. We'll shift into some. Um, We'll shift into some other news. Uh, this is kind of along the lines of UFC, more MMA. Um, over the past weekend, one championships had um, one of their biggest cards um, that I can remember in their in their history. Uh, one championships, for those of you that aren't aware, is the uh, it's like the professional fighting organization in Japan. A um, lot of good talent in there, and it's also it's very based out of Singapore. Is it? I don't know. Uh, they fight out of Japan. Just with it. Just wrote. They fight all over Asia, but I think it's uh, because remember Misha Tate worked there and she lived in Singapore for five years or three years. Oh, I, I thought it was a wrong. Japanese organization, um, but I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> shows how much we pay attention to it, I guess. But um, I mean, it also guys shows like how big of a card this was. Um, yeah, Singapore. You guys had, yeah, there was a, a, a fight between Rod Tang and Demetrius Johnson. Um, that went down. Demetrius Johnson got a submission in the second round, but it was a mixed rules fight. Uh, mm-hmm. Rod Tang is a belt holder um, in the 125 division for Muay Thai in that organization. They do Muay Thai and MMA fighting. And, and jiu-jitsu guys, as well. What's that? Jiu-jitsu as well. Like they do the actual that jiu-jitsu matches. Yeah, they do everything. It's crazy. If, if you guys have not heard of Rod Tang, I, <sighs> and you guys like Guys who just want to, who just bite down and throw, and are just absolute animals. YouTube, YouTube, R O D R O D T A N G. I don't know how to spell his last name. Please type in Rob Tang. Yeah, absolute savage dude. Psycho. He's a psycho. He's a savage, but he's a psycho. Dude just gets fucking punched left and right. He just looks at them, just like fuck you, like. Do it again, motherfucker. I want you to. Just crazy Dude, motherfucker. He, he had an Instagram post a couple of weeks ago, and I was uh is from a guy. He's basically screenshotted a post of somebody he beat. And I can't remember who it was. I don't I because I know a couple of guys over there. And the caption to the post was, Congrats on beating someone I knocked out. Or like you don't see that often. You're like more normally they'll tweet it or whatever, they'll comment on Instagram. But he's not even in the photo. It's just the two opponents, like, after the fight, hands up, like, congratulating each other. He's like, congrats, I fucked you both up. <laughs> he's made it his own post. Yeah, I mean, he, I read somewhere that he has, like, over 200 fights in his life. Yeah, well, that's because it. 
Well, they fight. They start fighting yeah. when they're like five years old. Yeah, Muay Thai in Thailand is absolutely fucking insane. They all probably have above two hundred fights by the time they're eighteen. It's like they're. It's like part of their culture. It's, it's it's the only way to compare it, and it's definitely more brutal than this because of the elbows and all that shit. It's like youth wrestling in America. I would I would almost liken it to like youth football in America. It's, yeah, you only play nine games a year. I no, no I I'm not saying like frequency, but like as part of like oh like like, like culturally. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, or youth baseball. But, yeah, but instead on. of instead of like going out there and like playing tackle football or, or t-ball or whatever these like, they have these kids they send them off to these camps and each other in the face, dude. it's insane and like they have like these professional bouts where these kids are like eight years old throwing down it's a huge it's, culture thing too because they gamble on all the fights yeah the it's arena. like it's almost like hard to watch and i yeah. understand it's part of it um but it's like it's very very interesting yeah, there's a uh, a good documentary on Netflix. Frank Frank Grillo is in it. I can't remember what it's called, but he travels to different countries and like uh, basically does research and like experiences and trains with these fighters of different disciplines. And Muay Thai is one of the most interesting ones, in my opinion, along with Lethway, which is from Myanmar, which is you know the art of eight elbows plus your head which we don't even have to get into. That's even crazier. But uh, yeah, it's uh, that's my favorite episode is the Muay Thai episode. If you can find that on Netflix. Yeah, we kind of went off on a tangent there, but um, the mixed rules bout between the mm. two of them. Um, well, we love started, Ratan. Was, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> it's, I know. Sorry, I, I, I find, like, we love the guy. <laughs> I mean, Muay Thai is such an interesting, like it's Thai, thai Muay Thai. Is so it's so interesting, mm. like just culturally, and you know how these fighters kind of make a living off of it and how you know parents basically send their kids to these camps to learn how to fight and then with the hopes that they become professionals and mm-hmm. that's how they so make money make money and send it home yeah and like i, I mean again we're getting off topic a little bit but like yeah. uh it's just it's so it's so cool and like yeah. cool but also like kind of messed up in a weird way but it's like it's it's just part of how they are and they always say like you ever heard the joke it's like you go to thailand never get into a fight with a local never well, well if you know anything about that country just do not fight a local they're just gonna kick you in the face <laughs> <laughs> or i work honestly maybe worse because you're not gonna get knocked out by it and you're gonna get kicked in the leg by basically a baseball bat <laughs> like they, their shins are indestructible you don't see any broken legs over there <laughs> <clears throat> when you see um, more tie fighters in the league it's definitely uh oh alex is banned with strikes again jeez what did you say <laughs> did you say ahead. something stupid use your words hello there he is okay all right uh i was saying there's not a lot of Thai fighters in the MMA, is there? Like, I can't really uh, think. No, nah, not really. They mostly stick either in Thailand and train in those. They, um, I don't even know if it's organizations. It's just like little arenas with just people gambling on their fights all the time. One has obviously been a big avenue for a, a lot of the bigger names. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, like, think about the UFC. The most probably well-known Muay Thai Strictly would be like Valentina Shevchenko 
not strictly, obviously, like, but that is her first discipline, I believe. She's a world champion in Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Uh, Piotr Jan trains out of Thailand sometimes. Uh, Hamzat's been out there, but like, I wouldn't call them, they're not Muay Thai fighters. They didn't grow up in Thailand. And okay, the, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there is. I really, if there is, I can't name them or her. And I've heard like that these, those arenas that you're talking about, like they're not necessarily the most organized things. So like no. those have random people <laughs> fighting random I'm going to Google this documentary. And apparently they have fights at these arenas seven days a week. Yeah. It's, it's all like every single day year round. It's incredible. Like they, and they say like, like the biggest fights happen on like re- whatever night, like the arena dictates as like their big names. And they put, they just put out a card every day. Yeah, Every night it's a um, fight world it's called and it's it's one of the episodes they're like 50 minutes long i think that's an insane, absolutely insane that's an insane volume of like how many fights have a night would you say yeah i think I they only idea. fight once a night no, no but like how many like i mean like how many fights on like a card oh probably 20 Jeez. oh shit i accidentally I mean, like, allegedly, these camps are huge. Like, they have... Because people will send people away to them or their kids mm-hmm. away to them. They have dorms there. Um, like, they have, like, places for them to eat. Um, you know, things like that. Like, it's it's like a full, like, campus that these yeah. gyms have. And there's just tons of people in all of them. And, like, they say that um, in order for you to actually get instruction... You have to impress a trainer there because there's so many people that they weed out people Mm -hmm. that they want to train based on watching you spar, hit the bag, and then someone will eventually, if you're good enough, they'll hold pads for you. But you have to prove that you're worthy enough to hold pad to like to have pads held for you. Honestly, I kind of like that. It's because like not not necessarily, but like think about it. So if I'm and this is might just be me talking out of my ass. But if I was that, like, let's say I'm a pro fighter, not necessarily a coach. And I see a kid that is brand new, I probably I might go up and talk to them, you know, and then you kind of start maybe giving them instruction or someone like I feel like your senior will always grab you until the coach finally recognizes that, you know, what the fuck you're doing. They, or they probably want to see potential in you before they touch you. Like he can observe and learn. So now I know I can teach him or something like that. I don't know. Some weird philosophy. But will they even yeah. let you get in like the gym? Like, I think yeah, they I mean, do. They'll, they'll take your money. <laughs> yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll, it's like my dad always says, they, like, they, they'll take your money. Like, they're not going to turn you away. <laughs> you just won't get the proper like training. Yeah. Right like, yeah, I feel like in, a, in all the places I've gone, which is really only, like three or four to try out or do besides the one um, is they're always going to try to instruct everybody there, but it makes it harder for them, honestly, too, because, you know, some of these places are huge. There's like 50 people in a class. Imagine trying to pay attention to every little detail of 50 people. So most of the time they'll have like three or four coaches at a time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they make their rounds. It's like wrestling practice, Alex. Alex, they make their rounds. They walk around. Yeah. They try to see everybody and check on them like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Spe- speaking of which, when are you guys gonna gonna join me? When was the last time you went? Yesterday. 
Oh, really? <laughs> no, no, no. Tuesday. Tuesday. And now say, my, like, my neck, my neck and my back are like, I, I don't even know. It's like fucking saltwater taffy. What, uh, is there something tomorrow morning or like in the afternoon? Like they do evening classes for adults. Evening but, classes? But Fridays, no. They don't have instructionals on Fridays. They do, um, like they do some of their like sparring stuff and like the younger kids get a lot of work on Fridays, I think. You want to spar? Okay. I spar you. You want to spar? Oh, like I thought you meant like go to like a spa, like get our nails done at the spa. Like a. No, no, no. He thinks he's saying spa, but he's saying spar. <laughs> so, oh, like I thought you want to go to the sauna. Like you want to, you want to spar. <laughs> Mike Perry. All right. So I guess to keep talking about the, the one championships thing. Um, yeah, we went on a wild tangent. Go ahead. Yeah, that's okay, though. Um, you know, I think it it really speaks to how good DJ really is that he was able to get through an entire round of a guy who is a world champion kickboxer and then get him to the ground in the second round and submit him. Like he put him to sleep. Let's, let's be honest. Like as long as he was able to survive that first round, he was winning that fight. He's going to win. Yeah, absolutely. Like the the things that DJ did and still does in terms of grappling in the actual fights is absolutely ridiculous. Flying arm bar. Uh, I, I, I'd have to go through all of his shit again, but that one always comes to mind. I think he, he scored a twister in one, I believe. That one surprise me. Title he's, a, he's a world, he's a world-class grappler. He just never got his credit. Disrespected. That's for another podcast too. <laughs> yeah. We could, we could, yeah, we could have a whole segment. We could, about yeah, we could, we the could DJ talk like thing. for three hours about this man was underappreciated. <laughs> All right, I think we, we could skip over the uh, the sexy Yama fight because I didn't get the chance to watch it, but apparently his striking looks like Ben Askren's, and somehow he won. <laughs> uh, God, uh, for, the, for their main event, they had Angela Lee and Stamp Fairtex fight for, um, I believe, the Adam Weight Championship. That's at one ten. Um, 110 or 105? I think it's 110. Okay. Um, and that that's like th- those two are they're incredible. I've, is there any way to watch it? I missed it. Um, I, didn't watch I was watching I was watching highlights of it um, kind of the morning that me and Alex were in Columbus. We'll talk about that later, but um, Angela Lee did retain her championship after two years away because she got pregnant had a kid and then took a lot of time 105 105 um and then i like i want to see angela lee in the ufc so badly you think she would ever come over i don't i don't know not not i think it's even less of a chance now that she has a kid um yeah that and they're probably paying her very handsomely I would imagine these like that. That promotion pays people really well. Yeah, well, I mean, I find it, uh, uh, I find it hard to deny that they do. Dude. Like, I feel like there's so much more money in Asia than and like just per per like how many tickets can you sell? You can sell that shit all day. There's so many more people. 
but still at the same time, they, they, you know, the UFC is always criticized for the pay because, you know, uh, we can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> we keep saying we can make a whole separate podcast, but I think one day we really need to do well, it. Well, the problem is, is we have fucking fight cards every goddamn weekend, which I'm not complaining, but like we, there's all, not always room to talk. Like we'd have to pick a whole nother day. This yeah, would have been a great way to do it, but we didn't plan yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't plan it out at all. It's like, fuck it, we're doing it today. Let's roll. <laughs> I didn't. I googled last night. Like, is there a fight card this weekend? Like on ESPN. I'm like, oh, there's not. I don't have to go oh six and one. <laughs> we'll get into that. I feel that. Too. I feel that. Yeah, it was a rough card. It was yeah. fun, but it was a rough card. Yeah. All right. So let's real quick. Let's. I. I, I think we do need to talk about it. Um like the Will Smith thing. And now, uh, you know, Chris Rock didn't press charges. So now, therefore, Colby's a bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what that meant in the notes. I was so confused. I'm like, what What like correlation are you trying to pull here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you see that it was a Jake Paul offered both of them $15 million to step in the ring with each other. Chris Rock and Will Smith. Mm-hmm. They don't need that fucking money. That they keeps poor that compared to them. Yeah, they definitely don't need that money. But <laughs> what a fucking Ooh, slap. Oh, I saw, did you see what I, Dana tweeted about it? No, I didn't. What did he say? He, he pretty much was like, this is exciting. I wish the Oscars was pretty much like this all the time. And fucking <laughs> goddamn, goddamn Chris Rock's got a goddamn chin. <laughs> Ate I, that one. Honestly, I thought he handled it the best way possible. If I'm professional about it, because it, what, if he if he does anything back, he's the bad guy. Yeah, because not only did you make fun of his wife, then you fought back it, because of it. Yeah, I mean, and he could have came right back at him. We know he's got jokes. He yeah. definitely was um, rattled, but who wouldn't be? I mean, Jesus Christ, he's not a professional fighter. He's I mean, a funny so guy. even if you're are a professional fighter and you just get slapped like that out of nowhere, yeah. so I feel like, like what the fuck? Like, what for millions of people too? <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like uh, if it was a professional fighter, it'd be like uh, Chael Sonnen. I can't let you get close. I can't let you get close. <laughs> Against in Wanderlei in Brazil. <laughs> right now. Right now. If you get slapped, though, and you're a professional fighter, you got to think that hands on sight. <laughs> yeah. You right, got to so think that hands on sight. What are your guys' takes on this? I've seen commentary from both sides, people saying, like, you know, like, we're just assaulting people now. And then some people are like, good for him for sticking up for – his wife or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm all for, I'm all for like sticking up for people in your life, but like assaulting Mm -hmm. them over a joke seems a bit. I have, I have two things. First thing, you know, Chris Rock, you can talk to him after the show. And the second thing, this is actually what makes me the most mad is that he laughed at the fucking joke first. Like, you get I don't I like I understand his his uh, Jada would be upset about the joke. I mean I get it. It's definitely tough for a woman, you know, to lose your hair. Uh I honestly don't like I don't know Jada's like I don't follow anything so I that she does. So I can't imagine Chris Rock actually knew that she had an alopecia, but I don't want to make that excuse. And I just want to go back to the point. It makes me the most upset that he laughed at the joke, then decided to go do it. Like, I don't understand that logic. I understand, like, your wife is not happy about it. She's obviously, she's visibly pissed in the clip. And, like, I don't know. It, and you weren't mad at it. You weren't mad at it. 
but now you feel like you have to do something and it just wasn't the right thing to do. Yeah. I there's, know. I think there's definitely better ways to approach yeah. that. Obviously there didn't need to go straight to a slap, but yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> it's like how long, but <laughs> uh, it was someone on another podcast. The fighter was actually talking about it. Like, um, when do you think Chris knew that he was going to get, get hit? Yeah. Like, do you, do you think it was probably way too late? Like in my opinion, probably got within two steps of him. He's like, Oh, maybe this isn't going to be like some joke or whatever. Like he might actually do something. And by then it was just too late. I think the windup, I think once he went like yeah. this, I think once he like, started oh, fuck, this, way too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because Chris Rock was like laughing as he was walking up. He's like, uh Oh, he's like, Oh yeah, exactly. He's like, Oh, here he comes. And then like, he was that, like walking closer. And that closer. might've made Will matter actually. To kind of like not saying he mocked him, but like, I would have used to do that to my little brother all the time, who's not bigger than me. So he would come at me or whatever. I'd be like, uh-oh, I'm so scared. Uh-oh. Like, not threatened at all. And then he'd swing <laughs> on me. So, <laughs> yeah. I think Alex would know how that feels, too. <laughs> yeah, except you're still bigger than your brother. <laughs> yeah, and I, I we uh, we had a little spar in the uh, in the hotel room. I uh, spar? got with an Americana. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It was embarrassing. <laughs> He tapped. Couple yeah, beers, you know, fuck, yeah, the, oh, oh. fuck the fuck the arm shit. This pussy shit, bro. Go for the choke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, yeah, I, I I didn't do too well in the spa. It was unfortunate. The spa. <laughs> I sucked with the spa. All right, so I honestly I kind of want to skip over the UFC news. There really wasn't too much. Um, going on there, I was trying to look for some more articles, kind of ran out of time. Um, well, Latifi, we can talk about that real quick. That's my only win, technically, of the weekend because it got <laughs> voided. <laughs> sure, we can talk about that. So, Lear Latifi right. and uh, Olenek was it Alexi? Is it Alexi? Alexi, Olenek? yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexi Olenek was scrapped in the like the 11th hour of the fight. I mean, me and Alex were literally walking into the stadium, and they the said fights it. were going to start at like in like 10 minutes and they were like, we're pushing it back another 10 minutes because uh, Latifi and Olenek has been canceled. Um, Wait, so did they like, did they announce it like on loudspeaker or? Yeah. Buffer yeah. announced it. Buffer oh, announced okay, it okay. on the PA. Um, okay. And it came out that Latifi has an illness. They haven't said what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but since he's going to be out for three weeks, you got to assume it's not COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think because hmm. they rescheduled the fight for two seventy three, which is next weekend, not this up, not this yeah. weekend, but the following. Maybe you just had the shits, maybe, but that's gonna last three weeks. I don't know. Undisclosed maybe. injury, uh, no idea. Maybe, maybe it was just like a really, really, really bad weight cut. Would be my guess. Does he cut weight to make? He's he was, well, he, was heavy, he was he was he was a heavyweight. Oh no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I thought he was a smaller heavyweight. Yeah, he is. I don't yeah. know, actually. That's I don't even know if he, he cuts might have ballooned then. back up and like or put on a bunch of weight and now he cuts to make 265, which I think is ridiculous that it's 265. But yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> no, I, I just I I'm, I told my dad that the other day. I'm like, yeah, dad, like two 285 is college wrestling's heaviest weight class, the heaviest weight class in UFC. Is two sixty five. My dad's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, 
yeah, you're right. It doesn't like imagine, but imagine Francis and Ganu fully bloated at 285. <laughs> oh my god, he's already at power Yeah, holy you shit, you gotta yeah, deplete good. him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Um, but yeah, that fight has been scrapped now for 273. Alexi Olenek does have a new opponent, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Um, honestly, I'd I'll, never heard I'll of him before. It. All right, so while Mike's uh, on the Google machine looking that up, uh, we'll talk about um, that no one wants to fight Paulo Pasta. I mean, Costa. Uh, <laughs> Derek Brunson said he has no interest in fighting him. Um, he thinks his stock's already high enough, doesn't feel the need to. And then Sean Strickland has also come out and said that he doesn't really want to fight Paulo Costa. So I am curious. Um, I don't have the rankings uh, up in front of me. Well, Jared Vendera. Okay. So, Mike, while you're at it, do you want to Google the rankings and the upcoming fights and see what would possibly be a good fit for Paulo Costa in his next fight? Because I, I think I mean, both he of keeps, those guys are good fights. He keeps saying that he wants to hold out and fight um, Marvin Vittori. But if I'm Marvin Vittori, like, what, what's well, the purpose of that? that fight again? Yeah, yeah, but no, you get nothing out of it. You already beat him. Yeah, that's pretty true. convincing. And too. You beat him. You beat him technically on short notice because the fight was at two hundred five, and his cost couldn't him. make weight. Yeah, and you also beat him when he didn't make weight and he was heavier. Yeah. So okay, so we have he could fight Whitaker. They had that fight scheduled, but Costa pulled out. Um, but Rob, Rob can honestly, Rob could sit like he doesn't have to fight. Um. Cannoneers fighting Izzy. Uh, Marvin is there. But here's the thing. Sean Strickland or Derek Brunson have to fight Marvin or Paulo Acosta. Didn't they already announce uh, Strickland to fight someone pretty recently? Let me look. I thought they announced something. Yeah, they did announce a, a fight for him. Why, why didn't I not write any of this down? Just... Horrendous podcast. Mike is now the research team. Sean Strickland. Yeah, uh, this is good podcasting. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, 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 filling time. Oh, Alex Pereira. He's fighting Alex Pereira. Is he mm. really? Yes. Yeah. That'll be fun. Mike. Oh, he is. Huh? Yeah, I knew I just saw that recently. That he was well, Strickland, Strickland might just fucking wrestle. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. That, that might not even be that might be a terrible fight for, for a player. Uh, everyone everyone says they might just rush yeah, over. Yeah, that's true. It that's hasn't true. happened yet. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to strike with him. <laughs> I also, also not a world class UFC fighter, so <laughs> I wouldn't want to wrestle with him either. Though. <laughs> I, I, well, I know what I'm doing wrestling, but not very well. But I, you know, it's also been like ten years since. I, he, no, whatever. He also probably has like six inches on you, and walking around, he probably. He's I probably, he he's more probably 200. He's not very big. I mean, he's tall, but he's not. I'm not saying I could beat him in wrestling. I'm just saying I would wrestle. There's a lot of these guys I'd like to wrestle just to see, like, how bad it would be. <laughs> <laughs> like, how bad would this fucking suck? <laughs> like, uh, so, like, we find a guy in your weight class. Let's say, like, you want to. Oh, he's 6'4". Jesus Christ, that's a big human. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big dude. Um, more to grab at more leg to grab. Yeah. So like what I've what weight class? Like, like what weight class would you in theory fight at? 35 or 45? 
which would be so impossible like, for me to make now. Who's like the worst wrestler in those divisions? I get the rank. Well, the rankings aren't going to tell me anything. No, but I'm trying to think. Like, if you had there, to go against, I'll, I'll tell worst. you what. There's no wrestler in any of those divisions inside the UFC that I could out wrestle. No, and I'm I not could walk wrestlers. in at 135. I'm saying like or, a striker or something like that. Like, do you think that there's someone in that division that you could strictly, like, strictly wrestling, you could take? No. <laughs> no, at, at my very, very best, I was probably a Division three wrestler, and I never got an offer because I was never consistent enough. Like, And that's at my very best, which is not terrible, but I'd be a walk-on and whatnot. Like, I was never – I was good, but I was never that good. I mean, yeah, I know, because I, I put you in a guillotine the one time. That, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, also, that's that's also not wrestling. You can't yeah, that's the wrestler's nightmare right wrestling. there. Yeah, yeah that's the wrestler's that's nightmare. That's the guillotine. That's the ultimate counter for most wrestlers. Well, here's the other thing, too, now. is like whenever someone tries to wrestle me and fuck with me, because the ultimate defense for wrestling is guillotine, well, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, I don't shoot. I'll fucking stand there all day. You're not going to take me down. What are you going to do? You're going to body lock with me? I want you to. <laughs> You're going to go <laughs> flying. <laughs> like, what was it, like, two, three weeks ago, we were in our buddy's garage when Kobe fought Jorge, and he's, like, trying to, like, wrestle with me. And he's waiting for me to shoot because everyone waits for me to shoot. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. The second you push into me, it's over. <laughs> and I'm not, I was never a Greco guy. Like, I would get my ass kicked in Greco. Is Greco more tosses and stuff like that? Yeah. It's all yeah, upper body. This, you can't attack legs. Oh. Yeah. this Well, you can, but it has to be your legs, like trips yeah. and shit. Yeah. Um, and the second you push into me, you're going head over heels. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a good way either. Because pr- I don't know how to do it right, so you're probably landing on your head. <laughs> sprawl, you mean? No, but just going to take your momentum and toss you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lat drop. I got you, Mike. Next time, I'll go for the takedown, and I'll take you down. Oh, that'll be <laughs> even worse for you. <laughs> nice little double. I, it's it's oh. not illegal to oh, you in the back of the head. No. <laughs> Please don't paralyze my brother. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just probably defend it normally like I used to. <laughs> Which is sprawling. Yeah, basically, but no elbow to the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, preferably not. That would suck. All right, yeah. so I whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just get past this. Um, uh, let's rambling. get into. We can get into the Columbus card. Um, Alex, I mean, you and I kind of we we just had a wild experience um, that I think anyone who is interested in um, in the UFC should experience at least once. Hundred uh, percent. I mean, it was just so cool to be around, you know, all these like all these personalities that you always see on TV calling pay-per-view fights. And, you know, Bruce Buffer was there. We saw John Anik. We saw Michael Bisping, DC, uh, Megan O'Leary. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that, I mean, that's just the the personalities that we got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, goat when I hear Megan's name. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone does. Everyone loves her. Um all the boys yeah. cheer whenever she comes on. <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> her, her husband's 125 pounds and will kill all of us. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, one of the best ever too. Yeah, I think. Um, in the weight in the weight class, yeah. 
Yes. Um, so I like it was it was like I remember me and Alex were talking about it. We were kind of like I don't remember if you said it or if I said it, but it was almost like a very surreal experience being there live. Like you're so used to just sitting on your couch and listening to the commentators, or we were watching it, and we're like, it's weird it being so like quiet. There's sometimes. no one there's no one talking to me about what's yeah. happening. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, like it was like sometimes like Besides the occasional woo guy, you know, uh, get we'll talk about that later. later. Uh, but is besides that, the occasional, I already woo know guy, what it is. Yeah, uh, anyway. we. It was like it was weird because, like, like you said, like I'm used to like watching on the couch and Anik break down what's going on. Sometimes Rogan or you know Felder, or whoever, right? Like just like kind of talking about the fight, and what's going down, and like I wasn't lost, but I was kind of like, damn, this is a little weird. Like, I, like I'm. Like, this is cool to see, like, live, but it's also, like, a little weird because you're not, like, really hearing. I'm so used to hearing, like, that, like, what's happening. And, you know, the commentators do a great job of, like, explaining everything, especially when it gets to the ground, you know. And sometimes just, like, it was nice to hear that and not having that at the event was kind of a little weird for me. I don't know what I expected. It's not like you go to, like, a baseball event or, like, you go to, like, a hockey game or something and you, like, hear the commentators in your ear. You know what I mean? But, like... Don't at certain sport sports you, they have the option to buy like uh, an earpiece that you can listen to the commentary, or is that like only for people sitting on the floor? You know, I don't know. I feel like I've seen that before. I've I've definitely seen people like wear headphones and listen to like the radio broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and honestly, I was watching the pre-show a little bit um, before the fight, like while we were sitting in our seats, um, and like. They're on a, They're on a fucking delay, which sucked. Because <laughs> yeah. I could see them talking. Oh, head I could see. I could see. I could see DC. No, it was like the pre-show, so I could see DC talking because he kind of talks with his hands a little bit. He's and a then big hand guy. Bisping would be talking on my my phone, and then DC would cut in while Annex <laughs> talking live in yeah. front of me. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. Um, I think me and Alex came to two conclusions. Is one of them we need to go to a number card we need to go to a pay-per-view card mm-hmm. um probably in vegas like that would be that's like i, I mean we got to do it at some point that would and be then, my ideal bachelor party yeah, and i then have I think, to get married first <laughs> <laughs> we're like 15 years out from that <laughs> oh my god that's that's not even a whole podcast that's a whole other like that's a, that's a whole other like series <laughs> of podcast we can make a tv show about that oh uh, my goodness that's true. And one in Vegas, and then what was the other one? Other conclusion. The, and then the other conclusion that I think we got to is that once we do that, I don't think we're going to do it again. Yeah. I I have a feeling it might be one of those things. So, like I, like I said, it was super – it was really cool being there in person. You got to see how fast they truly were. You got to see how strong they were. Mm-hmm. Um, like some, some things like – you know, when you go to a real life sporting event that you, you truly find an appreciation for how good athletes really are. Um, and like when you go to it in person, it's just so much crazier to watch. But one thing that for sure was difficult was the sight lines. Like there's no arenas built anywhere in the U S that I'm aware of that have perfect sight lines for these things. No matter yeah, where you're it's sitting. so different. Yeah. No matter where you're sitting, it's, you're going to have weird views at times. And unless you're the referee, you're never going to have a perfect view. So there were times 
they were on the ground on the opposite side of the arena, basically. And for, I'd, I'd say for maybe what, like a third of the fight. I was watching like the screen. for like the third of the event. I was watching the screen because you could see more detail on like sweeps and transitions and things like that while looking at the video board versus actually looking down into the cage. Yeah, because yeah, you know the top of the cage too. Like there's like a, I'd say about like a th- what like a fifth, a sixth of the cage you probably couldn't see because of like the top of the arena on our side, like closer to the uh, our side. So sometimes when a takedown was happening, like on like like the middle left part of the cage from where we were sitting, like you couldn't see what was happening, like literally at all. Like it was just like the top of the screen. You see like their heads and their feet on the ground through the cage. And you're like, all right. And then you gotta like look up at the screen when they're clinching or whatever. So like that kind of did suck sometimes Mm -hmm. for sure. But I'm sure like if you're down there, like when we, when me and Andrew went down there, like right before the event started and we saw the, um, we were able to take pictures and stuff like that. Like if we had seats, Right there. I mean, not saying that we will. I'm just saying if we had seats right there, that would be the most ideal spot for watching a fight. The only thing that would get in the way occasionally is probably like the support bars in like the cage. And that's like maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like even then you could probably still see their whole body for most of their body. So I think that would be like the coolest spot. So like, I think, yeah, like that's other than like, I mean, it's still awesome to watch though. Like Andrew's 100% correct. Like the speed is definitely not, it's it's shown, but it's like you when you see it in person like that, it was cool to watch. Like kind of like the difference again, mm-hmm. just like most sports that you watch on TV, you don't really appreciate the speed of how everything goes, and you know like the technicality of everything until you're actually at the place watching it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then you know, there's another reason, but we could talk about this later. Um, me and Alex, I think one of us is going to go on a full on rant about something. Um. So, Mike, we're actually going to take this over for you this week. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's fine. I don't have anything to bitch about. <laughs> um, but it, it, the Columbus was cool. Um, I I was telling Alex pretty much the whole weekend, like, the people that we were running into there were just super nice. Mm-hmm. Super Very. nice people over there. Uh, just really generous. Um, you know, everyone was willing to talk to. Everyone was willing to talk to us. I think it. At the event, we, you know, I we met so many people from different places. A lot of people from Ohio, um, and just were just really like there was never, you know, like if you if you were to walk around even the city of Chicago and start talking to random people, they'd look at you like, "Who are you? Get away, like get away from me! Like I don't want to talk to you." But like maybe because we were at an event where everyone shared a common interest, yeah, um, yeah. people There's... were a little bit. Mm-hmm. People were more willing to talk to us, but I, I think you know when we would you know, we, we sat down next to two guys that were really cool. We were in line buying shirts. Um, we talked to this one guy for a while. Um, just really, really good people. And and even when we went out to the bars um, before and after the event, just you know, really, um, just very courteous people. And, you know, yeah, the bar after the event. But we we could talk about that too. A little bit later. All right. All right. Did you guys get in a fist fight? No, no, no. No, no. no you'll hear. You'll hear. We'll, we'll talk about it. All right. So um, how about this house? We'll talk about that after the uh, the Kai Car France. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Review. All right. So let's review some of our bets here. Um, I know Mike has been dreading this part of the podcast pretty much since the weekend. Um, I think Alex, I texted you, you guys after like the first two. I'm like, yeah, I'm not winning. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those uh uh what is it the uh 
right shape, wrong size kind of things for you, right? Like you picked a lot of guys to win, but it was the wrong method. Icar of France, or... I think it was the only one I picked wrong. Yeah. Like the only, the only one, the only, no, uh, Kaikara, because I picked Askarov and who's the, um, there was a McMahon, Sarah McMahon won. Every, every other bet was the right pick, wrong way to win. Yeah, there were some surprises on here, but I, I we'll, we'll get into that here. Um, so Luis Saldana defeated Bruno Souza. Um, I took Saldana by decision at plus 180. That one ended up hitting. Um, so I, I did want to discuss something here that has absolutely nothing to do with the fight itself, but the beers, the random beers being given to fighters after the events. <laughs> like, I think it's, I, I love it. Like, it's, don't get me wrong. I think it's awesome that these guys just grab beers from the crowds and just start chugging them. And like, people are offing beers and be like, here, chug this. Cause you just, you just won like a fight. Like it's, it's so cool. It's, it's hilarious to watch people go nuts, but like, how long until someone gets fucking poisoned or drugged? Yeah, yeah. You're right. Like all it takes is one fucking psycho to hand this guy a beer and Lord knows what he put into it. Like, at what other place would you accept a drink or food from a random stranger that they've already just had in their hand that you didn't see the bartender give them immediately? Good point. No, I wouldn't even do that at a fucking bar. Like, if I saw the bartender pour someone a beer and he's holding it and I'm sitting next to him and he goes, oh, my buddy's not coming back. Do you want this? And I clearly saw he didn't do anything. Like, okay, yeah. sure. But, like, in what other context would you take random food or drink from a stranger? None. Never. Yeah, like, if yeah. someone handed me food on the street, I'd be like, oh, yeah, thanks. I'd immediately throw it away. I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? I don't want your fucking food. I don't give a shit who you are. I you fucking say yes. You fucking Gordon Ramsay. Get the fuck out of my face. I want your fucking food. Fuck you, what dude. Are you? Unless you're standing you right outside a restaurant. Sandwich. Unless you're standing right outside a restaurant, I'm not going to eat that food. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It clearly works for the restaurant. It's something different, though. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's like it just seems like such a bad idea. Dude, <laughs> like, on, on the same note, Curtis Blaze can chug a goddamn beer. Holy shit. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got a couple of fights before we get to that. Um, okay. All right. So, uh, did you guys take anything on these on this fight? No. Took his money line in a fucking parlay, but that was chalked on the next fight. Oh, yeah. So chalked. next fight, n- next fight, um, uh, Mateus Nikolau defeated David Dvorak. Um, I took Dvorak by decision at plus one forty, and he was fast. thoroughly, he was thoroughly dominated. That I think it took a good what Alex like three minutes for the first strike to be thrown. Yeah, that was a snooze fest. It was, that fight and I was think not fun. I genuinely like. I'm not even fucking with you. This fight and then another fight in the card. Like I was like pretty close to passing out. I was like, this is like I've already had a beer in me or two. This sucks right now. <laughs> no, I not this one. The the other one later on, but that one made like that could easily put it someone to sleep. That car, that fight right there. I was just not fun to watch. I mean, like maybe towards like the third round, it got a little more exciting. But like even then, like yeah, it was just like Dvorak just kind of like going around the cage and like throwing feints. So they're both like kind of like throwing feints at each other. Not really though, and they're both like none of them are doing anything about it. 
looks like looks, looks like when me and my roommate are like trying to like fake box and we're like throwing like fake punches at each other or some shit like that like we're just running around like circling around each other like a fucking idiot like it just wasn't fun to watch it was just boring to be honest with yeah, you i honestly would like i wish i remember something about this fight but i don't I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. So snooze fest in person are more boring than snooze fest on the TV. Yes. Yes. Jeez. 100%. Because at least in my house or in someone's house, like we can, we can like, all right, I'm looking away from the TV for a little bit. Like we can just hang out with whoever we're with or whatever. It's not like I wasn't doing that with Alex anyways, but like you can get up, go to the bathroom. You could, you know, get a snack, whatever you need to do. Like it's not really something you're afforded in an arena like you're if you're sitting you're watching what's happening yeah yeah so we well, had whoop yeah. guy behind us the entire time too just hang on hang on um all right so did you guys take did you guys go with Dvorak as well yeah i did not bet on this one good call um yeah it, it wasn't as if it was like a close decision either uh yeah. nikolau definitely won that fight I think by the end of it, me and Alex were cursing the gods as to why we thought that pick was good, but whatever. Um, so the next fight, Mike, do you have the uh, do you have the outline in front of you? Yeah. All right. Say these guys' names because I cannot do it, and I think you did it last time. Alishkop. Uh, I know Alishkop. Alishkop. Kizrev. Kirazev. 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 There we go. Denise Tululin. Tululin. So the first guy subbed the second guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, it was a re- I mean, you're not show. wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we took him by submission uh, at a minus 120. Uh, first finish of the night. That was that was a little like I didn't think watching a submission live would be so electric, but it was. It was kind of yeah. cool because like you saw him get the backpack position, like they were seated, like a seated backpack position, and then you saw him fighting for the neck. And then as soon as he put his arm around his chest, the whole crowd, whoever was there at that point, just went up. The place it was like as loud as it got. Since we had sat down, that that first finish, they're all waiting for it. Yeah, and, and it happened. Uh, it happened later in the car too. But like, anytime someone starts wrapping around the neck, the place goes absolutely insane. Goes bananas. I was out in the lobby when that happened because I was saying hi to a friend down there, and I was like watching on the TV, like passing bys, passing by, and it's on a little bit of a delay, like the TV. So you hear everyone go like, oh, oh, and then like, then you see like, the, then I saw like on the TV, like the fucking arms start coming around the fucking chest. And I was like, oh, just full sprint. Yeah. Full sprint. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I got to like, I was like looking up a TV. Good to see you, man. To, yeah. I was trying to like check the fucking like uh, the cage from like where I was standing. I was like, oh, I was like, what the fuck? Let's go, let's go, let's go. And. Yeah, that was that was pretty sick. Everyone's like in unison. It's cool to see everyone kind of like in unison like that. Like I'm not saying I've never experienced something like that because like you know we go to Hawks games all the time, especially when they were good. We used to have that too and stuff like that. Hawks. Uh, but no, it's like it's kind of cool to like see that at like a different arena. I guess I don't know. That was kind of dope. Just everyone knows what's about to happen. And then I'm like the weirdo like sitting by himself like 
there was a submission. There's no one in my row, no one near me. I'm standing up like, yeah, money. <laughs> you, know, you know, one guy that didn't like go take a piss or grab a beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was it was cool to see a finish live. That I mean, the first one we saw. Um, and then speaking of finishes, we the next fight. Uh, Chris Gutierrez defeated uh, Batagrel Dana. Holy smokes! What what a, a knockout! Like a spinning a back fist. What a knockout! Oh oh my god! Like we like I, uh, I didn't... what's your name? Like meatballs. Kind of, kind, kind of. of. They weren't. Was, they meatballs weren't was like clinch. an elbow. They weren't in a clinch though. But like, I was hoping that we'd see a knockout. I but like all I was expecting was like, oh, we'll see like a TKO where like the guy isn't out. But like we saw, I didn't think we'd see someone get flatlined like that. Yeah, that like, was nuts. Knockout of the year candidate type stuff. Just dropped instantly. And I was, and that class was that that fight was kind of close. You it need was. some milk. That fight was kind of close. And that like spinning back fist kind of came out of nowhere. Like I feel like I blinked and then just saw it. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? It was crazy. I are you I, saying don't blink? My man. That's my man right <laughs> there. Um yeah, Gutierrez Chris Gutierrez knocked out uh Dana uh with the spinning form basically to the temple and just completely shut the lights out. Um, the fight was over at that point. I took Gutierrez's money line at plus 125. Um, Alex, did you take anything on this fight? Yeah, I had him in a parlay. I didn't do well this card. I had a bunch of parlays, and honestly, if I just straight bed some stuff or shrunk my parlay by like one or two, we'd be talking a different story here. Um, you, honest to God, had like seven parlays in your bet slips. Yeah, I know. And I thought <laughs> one of them was going to hit. And I was like, literally... If I would say two of the fights happened the way they're supposed to, the way I thought they were going to happen, we'd be talking a different story right now. Um, but one Dvorak, that really hurt. That one really hurt. Shouldn't have done that one. Um, and yeah, and then uh, just other fights later in the car that we'll discuss later. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was, they were bangers. Just, I just didn't bet the right thing. And they were just all in a parlay. And that was a mistake. And I fucking hate it here. I hate betting. It sucks. It's fucking terrible. I hate it. I'm done. You know what? I'm off the podcast. This is out. I'm outie. No, I'm sorry. That's drastic. I can't, I can't not do that. That's fucking I would stupid. love to ask Mike if he bet at all, but I think he went to go pee again. Like, he, like I always thought you had a tiny bladder, but like this man has TB. I've gotten better. Got a lot better about it. Though at the fucking fight we were at, uh, oh god, at that card, I was pissing like a racehorse, dude. It's like every freaking fight, I had to go piss. Like after a fight was done, I'm like I gotta go piss. Just drink a shit Mike, on a beer. You, uh, Mike, did you bet the uh, Gutierrez Dana fight? No, I'm glad. I'm sad I didn't though. All right. Um. So dude, I'll just pull, pull up the, the next- sad sadness right now. And we'll go through it because you guys had a better experience than I did. <laughs> go, go ahead while I get this pulled up. All right. So the next fight is going to make Mike even more sad. And I can't say I didn't warn you guys about this one. Um, Sarah McMahon defeated Carol Rosa in a unanimous decision. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I said I didn't want to bet this because we know what Sarah McMahon can do. And every once in a while, she just goes into this mode where no one can beat her. And it earned her a title shot many, many years ago. And she hadn't really shown it in a long time, but like I always kind of, we always kind of knew it was in there somewhere. And she showed it this past weekend where she just grinded out a decision win. Yeah, Um, I kind of got, I mean, I only had, um, I only had Rosa in like one fight and like one fight or like one parlay. And it wasn't really like that big of a deal for me to lose that. I just did like a nice little $1 and I just tried to do like a pick them like, you know, the UFC pick type thing thing where I just like bet every single fight for like $1 to get like a thousand or some shit like that just for shits and giggles. Cause I was there. I mean, Dvorak already ruined that for me. So when Dvorak was done, I was like, all right, well that fight, that card or that parlay doesn't really matter anymore. So I didn't really bet necessarily on this one, like a lot, but I had like a little bit on her. Yeah. It was whatever. All right, let me let me run through this real quick. Luis Sadania by double chance TKO or submission lost, but he won the fight. Manion Fero by knockout. She won, but didn't get a knockout. Carl Car- Carol Rosa by points lost the fight. Main card parlay. The only two I got right was Blades and Grasso. Matt Brown lost. Eskarov lost. Atlantic didn't fight. Borishev lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Borishev by KO. Uh, Curtis Wade by points. 06 and 1 because the Atlantic fight was void. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So um, um. <laughs> I need a weekend off. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Well, you wish granted. Um, we did skip over the Man of Pharrell fight. Um, I, I, that was actually, that was fairly entertaining. Actually, um, I enjoyed that one. It was. Um, Manafort had 101 total strikes with 83 of them significant. Um, it's not like Jennifer Maya just stood there and took it. She had 56 total with 37 significant ones. Um, it was a very closely contested fight. I think the one difference was for us, uh, for us control time um, and her ability to kind of keep positions progressing. Um, but yeah, that was that was a very enjoyable fight. Yeah, I like that other fight. Than, other than if you were, other than if you bet for out by knockout. Um, yeah, I, I would say fault. I'd say out of the um, out of like the prelims, besides obviously the knockout, um, this is one of the more exciting ones for sure. I enjoyed this fight a lot. I mean, obviously the submission was pretty cool too, but like I think like in terms of the decisions that were made within most of these, I think this is one of the more exciting ones. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed agree. the volume. So, All right, so let, let, Alex, you want to talk about the next fight or the, uh, the first fight in the main card? Is that Borishev? Yes. Man. Talk about a Russell fuck! Holy shit, dude! Really? That, oh yeah! Jesus! Yeah. Huge yeah. Russell fuck! Um, that one pissed me off. Like I like look, I, it didn't piss me off because Takaze wrestled him. It pissed me off because I wanted a banger of a fight on that one because they're two guys who tend to just stand up and just go at it. And like, I get it. Like Kaze definitely needed a win. And this is like a new up and comer guy. But the thing is with Borshev that made me mad is that he got tossed around like a fucking rag doll by a dude who's not known for wrestling. Like what the fuck? Like I, I get it. Like, I think 
they probably expected like a stand and bang type situation with him, but I was so expecting that too. And Kazi proved that he can wrestle. I mean, Borshev has also proven that he could, he's had good takedown defense. And I don't know. He just got bitched around. He got bitched around on the ground. And now I think everyone who faces Borshev is going to try the same thing. And I think it might work on him because after the way Takazi was just fucking ragdolling him. Yeah, no, fuck that. That shit pissed me off, man. That was so annoying. And it wasn't even like progression after the wrestling either. You know what I mean? Like he took him down and he just kept him down there. You know what I mean? He didn't like try and go for like anything else. Like really, that was like exciting. Like I don't mind wrestlers. Like, like I don't mind watching wrestlers because they take them down and then they progress it further by adding BJJ or adding like some strikes in like something. Like there was none of that. None of that. It was annoying. Yeah, I mean, if you want to really talk about a wrestle, fuck. Um, 11 takedowns from Mark Dickeis. 12 minutes and 24 seconds of total control time. And I, I understand people were very upset. Um, I mean, at the event, he, Mark Dickeis was booed like no one's business. Yeah. And personally, I just completely disagree with that sentiment. Um, I think if you want to go watch guys, if you want to go watch that stuff, go watch kickboxing fight. Um, yeah. You know, this is it's in there for a reason. And I understand like not wanting to progress, um, you know, with your jujitsu or things like that. Um, but like you said, the guys needed a win. And I mean, he securely got the win. It was not, yeah. and no point was he in any trouble whatsoever. No. Um, and I just, I resent the booing after that fight. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't the most entertaining thing in the world to watch. But if you've ever tried taking down a grown ass man who is trying to stop you from taking him down, even someone who's completely untrained, it is so hard to do. And doing it eleven times and controlling him for twelve minutes and twenty four seconds of a fifteen minute fight is just. I, I don't know how you can't be impressed with that. I like. Yeah, I am. And like I said, like no disrespect to uh, to Kaiser. I don't remember what I says this. I'm sorry. The bone crusher. Uh, he, it just like, I just, I don't know. Like that fight just made me like. It just wasn't what it. you wanted or what yeah. you expected. Yeah. It was talk yeah. about an actual snooze fest for me. Like it was cool to see a dude like actually manhandle someone, but also at the same time, like I was expecting some fucking fist to be thrown between these two. Cause that's what they're both known. You for. were, I understand. Cause you were so hyped last week. Dude, this is the fight I was actually the most excited about. Like besides the Kai Kara, like this is one of the fights I was like so pumped to see because I love Borishev. I still do. I still have like a lot of respect for him. He just needs to fucking figure out his wrestling because that was horrendous. Um, but yeah, Svatiklas still love the man, but I would have much rather seen a different outcome in this. But you know, I, I kind of on the on the flip side to to be my own devil's avocado. Um, how the hell are you going to have a name like Bone Crusher? And score a total of 40, uh, 40 strikes in a fight. <laughs> yeah. Or fucking not even go for like a submission or some shit to break. Yeah. At least actually limbs. crush a bone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That shit made me. Made you fart? What's that? Made him fart. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So after, after this point on from this, from this fight, up until the end was just an electric card. Yes. Yes. Decisions um, do not give it justice. No, they don't like they were nuts. Um, so the next fight on the card, Neil Magny defeated Max Griffin. Almost. Um, 
took almost me, almost that knockout almost took Max I took Neil Magny by uh, decision at minus one twenty. That was the closest hit I have had in a very very long time. That was an absolute war of a fight. It was so it was like I I don't know how that didn't win fight. Like I get why it didn't win fight of the night, but it was an electric fight. Yes. It was insane. Yes. That was crazy. That was a lot of fun to watch. Like just seeing the volume that they both just put out there and just like the constant fucking back and forth on the exchanges. That was fun, especially in that first and second round. That was a lot of fun. And there was some mix of like some take ons, too, if I'm not mistaken. Right. There was, was one couple... total takedown and it was Neil Magny pile driving Max Griffin in the third round. Yes. Yes. That's what it was. He flipped him upside down. Right. He was like. Boom! Like he tried to do the fucking like WWE power drive shit. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that now. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. No, that was it was Captain cool. Insano powerbomb. Captain, Captain Insano, Insano shows the mercy. <laughs> <laughs> he poked me in my arm, man. That was perfect. That was literally synced up for me. That was perfect. Yeah. No, I mean it was cool. It was a really fun fight. This was definitely the the start of the bangers for sure. Yeah. Well, um. Well, so well, new well, line. Uh, compliments of Captain Insano. <laughs> so Neil Magny, like we'd said, won based on volume and his ability to kind of um, to be able to just touch Max Griffin from the outside. Um, there was definitely one scary moment in there. Max Griffin did score a knockdown, I believe, in the first round. Yes, um, like literally he clocked him. Yeah, like I think literally within like the first like three minutes of the fight, Max Griffin smoked him, and Magny looked like he was done. Like I thought, like it, that was it for him. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No fucking way. And at this point, my knockout bet didn't hit. But I still had him by knockout. And, and yeah, that just didn't work out well. But, I mean, that was like that was still fun to watch that. And I, I, I almost freaked out if he would have got actually fucking slept. Yeah. And at one point, I think in the third round, Neil Magny had Max Griffin in trouble. He didn't mm-hmm. score a knockdown, but he was like nearly out on his feet. Yeah, like running away from Neil Magny. Um, the Haitian sensation did come out with a split decision. Uh, I remember me and Alex were sitting there watching it, and Alex knew I had Neil Magny by decision. So they said, um, one judge scores the fight 29 28 for Griffin, one fight, one judge scores the fight 29 28 Magny, and Sal Diamato scores the fight 29 28. And I look at Alex and go, Fucking Sal is gonna screw <laughs> me here, dude. <laughs> Sal Diamato. And he said Sal Diamato scores a fight 29-28 from Neil Magny, and I'd lost it. <laughs> yeah, Sal. <laughs> I was telling the guys next to us, I'm like, I swear to God, if he says Max Griffin, I'm jumping off this goddamn balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I said that a couple times to the guys next to me. I think they were a little worried about me. Um, oh man, we sitting next to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Might we weren't even the worst guys there. Uh, but like I said, we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, Neil Magny pulled out in a crazy, crazy close split decision. Um, yeah. So in the next fight, uh, Kai Kara France defeated Askar Askarov in a unanimous I decision. Love Kai Kara France. I love Kai Kara France, and and this dude is just unreal. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna say this. I don't know Ask Askarov stayed up with them. I don't. I really don't get it. 
I mean, he was getting pieced up. He was losing exchanges. Like, didn't make much sense why he did it. And then in the first round, he had him in trouble for a little bit there. Like, he literally had a body lock on him while he was standing up, trying to fight his neck. And Kaikar France did a good job finding the hands, right? He did the nice little classic two hands on one arm, try and push it away and just try and keep it as far away from you as possible. But, I mean, that was, like, after that for round, like, Askarov tried to go for a couple more takedowns. He's successful on, like, one in the second round. And then just stopped. Like, Kaikar, like, stuffed, like, one or two of them and then just stopped. Like, he just, like, fuck it, I'm going to stand with him. And I'm pretty sure in, like, the the when they were talking in the corners, at least this is what I was told, they were saying, like, they're translating Askarov as a coach and what he was saying. And they're like, do not stand on the feet with this guy. You were losing. Like, take him down. And he just didn't listen. Like, I think... I don't think if it was, I don't think it was, he wasn't listening. I think Kaikar France found a lot of success when he was able to pressure Askarov into walking backwards. And you see this a lot with guys who are very wrestle heavy. You don't want to shoot off your back foot. Never. Like you don't want to, like they call that panic wrestling. You can't shoot off your back foot. Like it's literally not possible. Yeah. If you're walking backwards, you don't get anything behind those shots. And they're super easy to read because you're walking backwards. You're walking backwards. All of a sudden you just lunge forward. Like it, you'll the opponent's gonna see that all day, and, yeah. he, and a professional fighter's gonna see that all day. So, it's in, such in easy... like actual wrestling, you could do an ankle pick or a soup single off that kind of stuff, but in fighting, you're gonna see it a mile away. Yeah, and also ankle picking in the UFC is so difficult just because it leaves you very open to getting hit in the head. Well, is that and not only that, like they're just gonna step back and fucking spin around and get a takedown anyway. Unless you're yeah. Tony Ferguson. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Shut up before I ankle pick you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Askar Askarov did have full control of that first round. Um, I enjoyed the memes of like, Ask- it's like Askar Askarov putting um, Kaikar France in like a neck crank. And you see like his head like to the side and like, Askarov squeezing his head and you see... France put his he gives us some thumbs up, and it's uh, like it's like Askarov is my crippling anxiety, just me fighting through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah, Mike, I didn't tell you this. Um, we almost met Kaikar France. We were literally same place, same bar after Did, the show. Yeah, did not yeah. see him, and. Uh, I found out the morning after on the drive home. I was looking through Kai Carr's stories. Uh, we didn't get a lot of connection in that place, so like I wasn't really. I, I bet, yeah. In the bar, uh, we like we couldn't even get an Uber. And I find out the next morning. I was like, we went to this ball call, bar called Town Hall. Really nice bar. It was like a brunch place too at the time. And we go there, and uh, we're just fucking. We're just not feeling it that night, and. You know, we wanted to we wanted to go back home and we would go back to the hotel. We had an early morning. We wanted to sleep and then go. Um, I check out the next morning. Kai Car France. He's partying. And I'm like, that bar looks familiar. Like I've seen like that bar before. It was in like one of his pictures is like his birthday pictures. He's like taking pictures with his friends or whatever. And then I see the waitress and all the waitress have like the same shirt. It's a black shirt with white lettering that says town hall on it. And I look at the shirt and I'm like, that looks a lot. That looks pretty similar. And I like kind of stop it. I zoom in and it was a town hall bar and we missed Kai Car France by maybe an hour, if not like 30 minutes, if we might have even been in the same place at the same time, we just didn't even know. Jeez. My question is like, 
where in the world did he have like a little private section? Because we walked through that bar, we could not fucking breathe. Yeah, I so many people. It was it insane. Looked like, it looked like he was close to like the um, the doors where you just like the doors we didn't walk in. Like you remember the doors that we left like out the of lobby doors? Yeah, like the main doors there. Like that's where it looked like he was kind of by. So, wait, yeah, that, quick that, question. That was... Speaking of bars in Columbus. Okay. Did you go to Irvin Meyer's place? No, I think we only really went to that one bar because we went there for brunch. We went there afterwards, and then we were like, "The chop house." Yeah, we didn't end up doing that. And uh, and and I asked Andrew to go to Don Hall because of waitress said that she'll see me later at the bar, and I might have been bamboozled. I definitely was bamboozled by this woman because we're talking about bars. Run amok, bamboozled. Yeah, I, I was talking to her in the bar. Or I was talking to her in the brunch spot, and I was like, hey, like, you know, what are the bars in the area? Not really actually trying to hit on her. I was like genuinely trying to know because we're not from Columbus. And she's like trying to tell me. And then, like, you know, afterwards, she's like, all right, you know, like, I hope it's like, right. I hope you're later tonight. And I was like, ah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and little did we know we went there. And I was like, damn, I should have just sent it. I don't know, man. Fuck. I fucking first time i had a woman talk to me and fucking god knows how long i got excited Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is not your therapy session Alex. <laughs> oh sorry sorry i got but i feel your pain my bad sorry i got off track no, you're good, you're good. Phone, we phone. should just rename this to the incel podcast oh my god <laughs> we're not incels incels do it by choice come on come on come on yikes um all right so what's next for kai kara um i saw that okay. you know he called out he called out Figueredo and Figueroa said he was in. Um, so it seems like they're going to try and put Moreno in the back seat for now and try and make a new matchup here instead of the, the quiology. How would he say it Alex? He said chiology. No, how, how, would you say say quad, how would you say a quad, quadrilogy? How would he say it, you think? Quad, how do you say D's? Quadrology. Quiology. Quiology. <laughs> Quadology. I need well, a quadology. Figgy made a statement about not wanting to fight Moreno anymore. I yeah, now he wants to fight Kaikara. I, I, did look. you see the statement? No. It's because someone on Moreno's team said he looked like a monkey. <laughs> oh, I did say that. And I, I heard it was like there was like racism allegations that came out and stuff like Jesus. that. Uh, I, I, don't know I didn't hear that. But um, wouldn't that make you want to fight him more? <laughs> I guess, uh, but if you're the champion, you pick who you want to fight. So if you don't want to give yeah, him a shot, and he's not going to want to give him a shot. Scared. Yeah. What what I, I I don't get is that like, uh oh, it was a tie, and then a, and then uh, and then Moreno win, and then a figgy win. So naturally, you would think Dana would just be like, "We're sending you Moreno one more time." Like people yeah. want to see it. Like I said, after that third one, like they have to go again. The first yeah. one was a fucking tie. Yeah. I think either way, I think either way, we're going to get a fourth because if yeah. Some way Kai Kara wins that fight. I think some way they're gonna some way if, he's proven people twice wrong. He's proven people wrong twice true. now. He's gonna prove it wrong three times. Figgy's gonna oh, go down. Oh, an early pick. He's gonna go down. Figgy's gonna go down. Doesn't matter who you put against my boy Kai Kara, he's gonna go down because Kai mean, Kara is a dog. Trends trends show that to be true. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. It, uh, so let's say in let's say Kai Kara wins, he's the champion now. So in order for there to be like, I think the title eliminator fight to make would be, would, would be Figueredo and uh, Moreno. Yeah. And then 
if if Figgy wins, well then Moreno was already next in line anyways. So we're gonna get it no matter what, I think. Yeah. Unless God forbid there's a fucking majority draw in the title fight between Kai Car France and Figueredo. <laughs> Come on, man. It's just fucking figure it out. I am hammering Kai Car. Hammering. Okay. Here's a proposal. Instead of fucking majority decisions, let's go to sudden death. Six rounds. Whoever wins the round wins. They were supposed to do that in one of That'd the... That'd be uh, insane. They were supposed to do that in like a DJ the round. They were supposed to do that in a, in a UFC event where DJ was defending his title against someone. And they were technically tied after five. And Maybe it was Cejudo. a complete split. Huh? Maybe Cejudo. No, it wasn't Cejudo. I can't remember who it was. It was some guy Joe who... Joe Ben? It was... No, because they, they tallied him up wrong. Whoever the official was tallied the scores wrong, gave the win to um, DJ. And afterwards, the scorecards came out, and they were tied after five. They were supposed to go to a sudden death overtime, and they didn't end up doing it. So they ran the fight back, and DJ just smoked them in the second fight. I, I can't remember the name now. Um, Ray right, Borg, so, maybe? Maybe. Saw him there. Um, too. That was sick. Sorry. Yeah, we did see Ray Borg. And Andrew um, didn't let me fucking ask for a fucking picture. He I was to do- on the fucking desk. The cameras weren't even on yet. They were just like looking at their fucking phones doing God knows what. I could have been like, hey, yo, like quick picture. Or I could have like yelled like, hey, I'm taking a picture. Like just look over and like just wave or some shit. Like it would have taken half a second. And it's like, no, 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 and started asking you. I'm like, well, I'm not famous. So no one would ask me that. So no, like Jeez. if I was famous and I was like before the, something was happening and someone was like, yo, let me take a pic with you real quick. Even if I was prepping, I'd be like, sure, dude, just quick pic. I'd be like, hurry up. Let's do it. Let's go. And then I take a picture with them. Like these guys are at a place where they're going to be well right, known. Cut, cutting, right, you off, cutting, you off, cutting you off. We, we got to keep yeah. going here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Brian Barbarana defeated Matt Brown in a split decision. Um, this banger. one was another crazy ass fight. Um, and Matt Brown being the hometown guy, the crowd just went up for grabs when he was walking out. The whole fight was insane. There, people were chanting Matt Brown's name. Um, I mean, even me and Alex Cotty, we were we were like from Ohio for like 25 minutes or something like that. Like we were Ohioans for like 20 minutes or so because we were just fully on the Matt Brown train. I mean, we bet for Matt Brown. Um, but every time every time we chanted his name, he would land a takedown in Barbarina. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, let's go, Matt. Let's go, Matt. And then he just went for a takedown, just slammed down. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and then they got back little, up, started fighting. And it was, yeah. Yeah. An electric atmosphere, an electric fight. Um, so that was really cool to see. Um and but I, I really do feel bad for Barbarena. Um, I think his career is so under um underappreciated. And I think that fight, if that's the end of his UFC career, that's like a perfect like I don't know, like microcosm of his career is just so underappreciated. And he was booed in his post fight interview, which I don't understand at all. Like the man put on an absolute war. For the crowd, like he always I mean, puts he's on a in Columbus. 
I get it, but like, how are you gonna fucking boo the guy? That's my they biggest. Do that fucking, to everybody. Like they they booed the entire fucking event. That was like my biggest fucking issue with that event was every time something happened, every time there was a fucking takedown, the whole place would start booing. And I was like, Jesus Christ, we boo for fucking like this crowd boos for everything. It's fucking ridiculous. Like I, I I'm getting like it, it was fucking it was pissing me off. Honestly, like it, it was completely undeserved coming from like a big wrestling state too. It was it was just fuck it was fucking ridiculous. Like how I I, I don't know that that really irked me. Um, Ohio anyways, State people, man. <laughs> yeah, they're um, all Ohio and, State fans. They <laughs> so, anyways, um, Barbarana does pull out a split decision win. Um, he does not have another fight on his contract. Um, you know, he said, "If they want me, cool. If not, you know, I'll just go retire and go off to my farm." But I think after what he's shown, his last however many fights, he deserves a contract. Man, the man always puts on bangers. I've never seen his his name on a card where I didn't enjoy watching him fight, win or lose. Uh, I don't know. Would, yeah. would you guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I like. And he's a he's a class act. He really is. I mean, when like he lost, or sorry, when he won, he was literally just like, you know. Like I'm a blue collar guy, just like you guys, just like you know, I'm a hard worker, just like Matt Brown and everyone else here. And you know, I I, I love all you guys, booze or not. And I'm like, how you can still boo this guy? Like he's just like he's just a classy dude, and he won in style. And you know, he still shouted out Matt Brown. He told he said Matt Brown's a champ. Like he was like this is like this dude's a slugger. Like this dude's awesome. Like you know, so I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I don't I never I didn't really understand that hate either. Honestly, on that one, like I get it. You're in the beat the hometown guy but like you said it like literally right after like what is he supposed to do fucking let him sit there and let him eat it let him win (laughs) yeah like no like that's not how it fucking works it's not how it works like so i don't understand why why the booze happened either like didn't really make much sense it's that fucking crowd mentality it's a mob mentality once one guy starts doing everyone wanted to start boo you know so Um. yeah i think (laughs) well the mob mentality there was a a twist his dick chant like yeah, dude. There's 500. What? No, there was a full on like the whole arena during one of the fights. Twist that dick. Twist that dick. It was like our <laughs> entire section started. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's this guy in the fucking seats behind us. He just like kept trying to revive it or kept trying like, trying to say some like fuck shit. Like literally, he was like, "Show us your dick. Pull out his cock." Like all the time. Like the entire fucking like. The entire 12, 13 fights. I don't think I heard him not say talking something about someone's dick. Even the chick fights. He was like, grab his dick. And we're like, this is not. They don't have dicks. Yeah, like, I don't know what you think. This is what's happening right now. Yeah, he was a big. uh, He thought he was fucking Mr. Comedy over there. Because every time he's like, twist his dick. You hear him like giggling with his (laughs) It's fucking Yeah. And you're like, all right, dude. It's funny the first time we all chanted it. Now you're just a jackass. Just keeps talking about cocks. Like, calm down over there. He's also and Mr. So Wu, man. Yeah. Let's, we can transition into um, the co-main event of the evening. Alexa Grasso defeats Joanne Wood with a rear naked choke submission in the first round. Uh, another He's very savage, bro. I told you. Well, hey, you man. I, I yeah. fully agreed, too, man. I picked I know, Alexa Grasso by fucking decision. Fuck. <laughs> She had never submitted anyone in her career. And apparently 
on the drive to the Columbus, they had the, the ceremonial wins and the press conferences and stuff like that. And she was like, you know what? I think I want to get my first admission win this week. God damn it. I wish I would have fucking known that <laughs> manifested it. She manifested it and she did it. That's wild. That's fucking that's like big ball of rose right there. Yeah, believe it, achieve it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> she dreamed she could submit Joanne Wood. She believed she could submit Joanne Wood. And then she achieved it. <laughs> could she, she believe achieve? She manifested it and she did it. Mad respect to her for that. Yeah. And it was it was off of a Joanne takedown, I believe, and she reversed it into mm-hmm. um into like a seated backpack position where she took the neck. Um, Joanne Wood fought the hands really nicely and then Grasso switched sides um, and eventually got the tap. Um, just a very clean performance for Grasso. And she's been, like we said, a very up and coming prospect in that division. Um, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to more of, her, more of her fights. The guys sitting next to us were in love with Alexa Grasso. He ran down I mean, from the top level. Woman. Yeah, she is. He ran down from the top level all the way to the gates where the fighters come out. Just to get a high five from her. Didn't get it. Was on the wrong side. Yeah. He ran to the wrong side of the stadium. <laughs> That's tragic, honestly. It's big you gotta time feel bad bonk. for the guy. You gotta feel bad for the guy. On yeah, that one. Shoot or shoot, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, you gotta like write your phone number on your hand or something like that. <laughs> Somehow like stick a piece of paper with a uh, double sided tape when you high five her. Or a it sticks note. to her hand. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but yeah, super impressive when um, you got to feel a little bad for Joanne Wood, though, because like she seems like the nicest person in the world. So um, soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. I never really, never really realized that. She Very has soft-spoken. like she has the Scottish accent, which is cool. But then she's also like, like you said, like a very soft-spoken. So she has like a perfect like ASMR voice. <laughs> <laughs> ASMR is that your thing now? Like, are you big ASMR yeah, we're, guy? We're, Andrew? We're, get, we're gonna become ASMR people. Oh, what no, does I'm it stand good. for? Does anyone know? Uh, automatic do mesmerizing sound reverberation. Mike, Google what ASMR stands for. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, while they, while the I research team is on <laughs> what Auto- autonomous sensory meridian response. I never would have guessed that in about a million years. No, no, maybe sensory. But like that's, that's fucking weird. The, the way it's it's, it's, uh, it's making week, me hit. Next week we'll we'll do, we'll do a mukbang episode. It is a tingling sensation that usually begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. What? That's what it says. Someone's voice is doing that for you? I guess. Oh my god. Or someone <laughs> eating food? <laughs> Dude, literally a picture. The third picture that pops up is a chick licking a mic <laughs> yeah i'm not even fucking with you right now is it is it she's literally like full mount grabbing it she's full mount grabbing it and like licking one side of the mic like hardcore <laughs> do you think she got to the full mount do you think she like scored a single leg and that swept her way through dude that's foul <laughs> this is gross bro who gets turned on by that it was like, oh yeah, I love a girl licking my ear. I just love the sound of it. it maybe, like, maybe like in real life. No, yeah, maybe. But like, I mean, I only have one ear, so it wouldn't really make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's funny. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Main event time. Main event. Time. Try it again. <laughs> Main event. Uh, okay. So, do have to say, watching like the whole lead up to the main event, like the the fighter walkouts, like the whole uh, presentation package they put out, and then hearing Bruce Buffer, you know, go through his whole like spiel or whatever, that was that was so cool. That was electric. that was so cool. That was electric. That was really nice. And, um, and Columbus put on a good show there. Nationwide put on a good show for like the final two fights and like the presentation. The place was absolutely it. bumping. Um, what does the it's time feel like in real life? Oh like, man, let's I was just say so my hyped. jeans. Like, I, let's just say my jeans may have turned a tinge whiter after. That, after wait, so that's your ASMR? All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, that was awesome, dude. Like, I was like, oh, I bet, I, I bet. was, I was pumped. I've, I've never been more excited to watch a fight in my life than at that very moment. Yeah, I, and it I, it's, it was so cool to see. Um, and then we got into the fight itself, and it was so one-sided. I mean, in a good way for us because we took Curtis Blades. Um, I know me and Alex took the knockout, right? Did you take knockout? Mm-hmm. Didn't then, matter though. Didn't matter. He was supposed he to wrestle fucking. Yeah. He said, Oh, so you're a striker now. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean Curtis Blades absolutely pieced him up. And I was we I was thinking about it, and Curtis Blades really, I mean, he might be the most well rounded heavyweight proven. Well-rounded heavyweight in the division. What about Aspinall? I, I when I say that's I, what that's where that Blades has a part better comes resume. In. I think yes. Blades has a better resume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about it. He's lost three times. Who has he lost to? Got him twice and Derek Lewis. Right. I mean, that's those are two yeah. of the Literally best the top three guys possibly. Well, not those anymore. are two of not only the best fighters in the heavyweight division, but some of the better fighters I you can argue in the UFC in general. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for like I like we said last weekend or last week, I think the Curtis Blade slander is just completely intolerable. Um we are a pro Curtis Blades podcast. Anti Cashwaya pro Curtis Blades. <laughs> and Masvidal, anti Masvidal too. Uh, I don't know. Let's go that far. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to put him on the same level as Priscilla Cashway. No, Cashway. <laughs> She's a scumbag. FTB. FTB. Uh, yeah, and he did not shoot a single takedown. Nope. Jeez, a lot of trust in the hands. <laughs> Just pieced him up through total of 30 strikes with 30 significant strikes. Just boom, 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 boom. And then and eventually that, just landed a nasty hook that sat Dawkins down, and then he went in for the hook? kill. I thought it was a straight. Over. Pretty sure it was a hook. I'm pretty sure it was a right. It was a straight right. Because, like, I think, like, Dawkins went in, missed a strike, and then Curtis got him just straight across the fucking face. But he got him with a straight. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I was just jumping out of my seat when I saw Dawkins fall. And we're like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. No, that was nuts. Watching that big of a dude drop down like that. That was nuts. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. Just getting um, rocked. So yeah. Curtis blades just, I mean, he kind of did put the whole 
division, I noticed that, hey, man, like this guy can strike too. He is a very well-rounded um, and a very polished fighter in every facet of the game. Mm. Um, and I think now he he really does deserve to be climbing the ranks a little bit higher. I, I find no reason why he shouldn't be fighting for – of why he should not be fighting an opponent that's ranked higher than him. Zero God. He did fight, He did call out Zero. Yeah. He did call out Cyril. He kind of called out Stipe, but Stipe was also not paying attention at all. <laughs> yeah, Stipe <laughs> was like just like talking to people while he's like going again, and then like Stipe was like, "Yeah,", yeah, yeah. And he like kind of like waved his hand at him, kind of like dismissively, yeah, almost looking. He's trying to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I guess what do you guys think is next for Curtis plays? Do you think that that Surigon matchup makes sense? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but. Then who do you so so Ty is fighting, um, Ty is fighting Stipe. Is you he? have, yeah, that's what I thought. Ty to Ivas is fighting Stipe. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. You're right. That's like the next fight for him. And then you have. Let's look at the rankings real quick for the heavyweights. Because I feel like there's one more heavyweight that we're forgetting right now. That also John Jones. Yeah, you have John Jones too. So, no, I don't think that tie to Avasa fight is official. I think they were trying to they they didn't make it official yet, but I think they were discussing it in July. Um, I would assume that that's going to be happening though. It doesn't make any sense to me, to be honest with you. Well, it no, make sense to me either. Well, okay, if that doesn't happen, then what? You have Tom Aspinall versus Yorgan instead. No, I think you have Tom Aspinall no. fight Ty. I think that'd yeah. be a good fight. Yeah, and you could do that would be a good fight to make, right? And then you could do Blades gone. Blades gone. But then what about Stipe? Who fights Stipe? The winner John of Jones. If he ever fucking comes back. Where you at, boy? Yeah. If he ever back. fucking comes back, I don't want that fucker to come back, dude. I mean, I'd like to see him fight a heavyweight, but I don't think it's gonna go the way he thinks it is. But that's, a, that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're well, so here's the thing: like, we shouldn't we shouldn't talk about it unless he's actually fucking coming back. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what that's kind of what the, the point of this whole thing was, though. It's like we can be let's play matchmaker here. Like, what do you guys want? Yeah, to see? I want to see ideally John Stipe, Ty Aspinall, Glades, and. Um, Gone. But then who fights for the title? The people what, the you're, not gonna, you're not going to have a heavyweight title fight this entire year. You don't think they're going to make an interim? Yeah, they but might, but the, it's not. Francis won't fight this year. But who's the interim then? You make John and Blades probably. Or if John is actually serious, John and Stipe. I think Gon deserves the rights to the interim again. Yeah. I don't know. He just lost a title fight. He's the greatest this, heavyweight of all time. This he just lost a title too, technically. Yeah. So then, do what? Do you make a Stipe gone fight for an interim? You could. You could. Yeah. And then you have, and then you let Curtis Blades rest, and you give him the winner. Because if I'm Curtis Blades, I'm not taking anything less, pretty much, than an interim so, or a or a title you, eliminated fight. You could do gone Stipe. For interim title, because right now you have the whole the whole year to plan, so you could do technically two interim fights before Francis comes back. 
That's true. If you think about it, because Curtis is going to take, what, the next four, five, six months, you can get Stipe and um, Curtis Blades in, and then the winner of – wait, no, sorry. Stipe and – You can Stipe get Stipe and Ciro in while Blades rests up, and then you could have – Espinal tie. Espinal tie, and but then the winner of Ciro and Stipe – wait, yes – Fight Blades in like November, December. But then, October. what about the winner of Ty and Tom? They Probably wait. take the loser, right? Yeah, the loser, and then they would. Yeah, and then we're also forgetting about one Derek Lewis. He needs he needs some time off. Yeah, he needs some milk. Uh, okay, all right. So um, that'll wrap up our our review. Um, Alex, I. I know you and I discussed this a little bit, but uh, Blahovich and Rakic has been rebooked to Vegas 54. Um, what is that? To be, I don't know. That was supposed to be the main event of the fight that we went to. Um, very, It was disappointing that we didn't get to see that. But honestly, Curtis Blades' Dawkins was um, – that was fun too. So You wanted to um, see the Polish power. I don't blame you. Polish yes, power. Polish no. power, yes. Um, and the Polish power, yes. So I – on the bets that I had, I had made – on the podcast, I went five and three. I went up two point six units, um, so not a great, not not great, but it was still good enough to net me a positive after a um, after a parlay loss that I had. Um, I ended up actually up one point six units um, in theory, so it was basically a wash of a week for me. Yeah, I lost everything, so. Yeah, it was all parlay losses. I mean, I had some like hits here and there in the sense of like the inside the parlays, but yeah, it was an overall not a good card for me in terms of betting, but in terms of experience, that was amazing. So I can't complain Absolutely. at all. I, I would I would take that experience over losing bets, over winning bets at my house any day of the week. Any day of the week. Not even a chance. Not even like a thought in my mind. Unless it was an exorbitant amount of money, then I would spend it to go to another event. But that's, that's <laughs> different. That's different. See, I, okay. I, I, sorry, you, you brought this up earlier and you said you wouldn't want to do it again. I think I would want to do it again. I mean, yes, was it draining? 100%. And I couldn't do it back to back. Like, I couldn't well, do it's, like. It's like, I'll make the only reference I know is the, the fucking golf game we went to. Or the golf it tournament. Was seven hours. Yeah. The whole thing we went to was seven hours. Yeah. Right. And I, I understand that, like, was that was just the event. We were there for closer to like eight and a half. Yeah, like I get it, but I'd still want to go again. Like, it, it, even if it was like, it had, it would have to be free for the next weekend for me if it was back to back, for sure. But like, it, you know what I mean? But like, I, I, I'm just saying, like, I think that was a very fun experience. I enjoyed my time, and I definitely wouldn't mind doing that again. But I'd probably need like a month break to watch another one. Even the if fans need even the fans need a break from watching people get punched in the face. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I w- like the rant of the week, I think me and Alex kind of touched on this a little bit. But the like part of the reason why I almost don't want to do that again is because of the fucking idiots behind us. <laughs> My God, they would not shut up. They kept screaming at the top of their lungs, just like wooing left and like back and forth. Um, like Alex said, this guy just would not stop talking about dicks. 
I mean, for yeah. the life of me, would not shut up. Man, let me play Devil's Avocado, though. Real quick, real quick. There is because, no fucking excuse for this. No, because if we took our friends, it would be the, they would be the ones that sat behind you. In a way, yes. But, like, <laughs> if we had Except there would be 15 there, of them, not two of them. Dude, if we had Boudreaux there, you know he'd be spewing that shit, too. Yeah. That's, well, that's yeah, my point. I think at, at a certain point, we'd also just be like, all right, dude, shut, shut up. Shut the fuck up. He might. It's like I. I'm probably over exaggerating, to be honest with you. But like when we sit in a garage, it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, but like we've also taken him to. We take. We've been with him to Blackhawks games. Been with him to. Been with him to a baseball game. He wasn't like that. Like, yeah, oh yeah, guys, no. I, I mean, like, I'm. I'm ex- just playing devil's avocado, but it, I could like, see it. To be honest with you, <laughs> so, I mean, so could I. And well, it's bit. not like I've never. It's not like I've never been around unruly people before at events. It's not like I've never been unruly myself. But like these guys were just so fucking over the top with it, and it was like we said, it was a seven hour event, and they were there for seven hours screaming about nothing. No, yeah, they were uh, the whole section around us was fucking annoyed. Yeah, it was like a, um they were doing a nature boy woo the entire time off of like normal, like nothing. Did they at least do the whole phrase, give me two claps and a Ric Flair. No, he literally uh, just like fuck that. Woo! If you're gonna do it, do it right. <laughs> woo! And it was like it was dumb shit. Like like I think for the first three minutes of that um uh, of the fucking what's it called the Dvorak card I think we heard about 20 woos Jesus nothing was happening do you think there's ever a point though where like someone in that section just turns around and be like seriously like come on no they did Multiple they did times. and oh, they don't care God. they just were just like woo yeah I like that woo will haunt my dreams for like the next couple of days like uh, I, like, I was gonna do a, a Ric Flair but I will refrain out of respect <laughs> I punched my laptop. Yeah, no, dude, like that was just like Yeah, because you gonna hit me in real life, bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, bring it I'm, fucker. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I just I wouldn't say that's the reason why I wouldn't want to go to an event. I, they didn't ruin it for me. It was annoying and it was a very minor inconvenience the entire time. Sure. Perks of being deaf. I but think also too, maybe like the whole that. like booing after every goddamn fight. That did get maybe maybe that was maybe just bad environment maybe like I obviously you guys had fun and you liked a lot of people you met but at the same time like not every person there is the same as those people the environment might have like what's the word I'm like this might be a chain reaction yeah I think well because the guy sitting next to us was like people were booing and he was in agreement with me he's like if you guys wanted to go see. If you guys wanted to go see someone get knocked out every fight, or you wanted to see dragged out standing fights, go watch kickboxing. You know, yeah, this is why yeah. he was like, "This is why they don't come to Columbus that often." Yeah, it's also probably like why UFC fans can get a bad rap too. It was just it, it was just a bad look, and I think that's what kind of turned me off from it. That and the whole like having to look up at the screen for a third of the time. Like, yeah. name another sporting event where I'm watching the screen for even. I don't know, like a quarter of the time, twenty percent of the time. Yeah, I did get a little annoying at times, but me, me at a hockey game. <laughs> Where's the Hawks? Where did it go? You, no, no. So it, the only Hawks game I ever went to, we said, Lee, were you there for that? I don't know. 
we were way like it was fun like i had a great time obviously but we were way up there and i like couldn't see anything i couldn't even tell like when uh taser kane were on the ice and i'm like all right i gotta watch the screen a little bit like i can't see anything not to like i mean, obviously hard to see the puck for me on tv sometimes Imagine you're, talking to the wrong, you're talking to the wrong people about that because no, i know i know that, and that's my point too is like you guys obviously know what the fuck where it is yeah because we can kind of predict what's happening in that realm um but yeah I, I think that's that's part of what turned me off of it um but the the it was still a good experience i don't want to take i don't want to make it sound like i didn't enjoy it because i very much did um but yeah that's uh, Mike's constipated moment of the week, even though it wasn't Mike's, uh, presented by a uh, a wet wipe that you can flush. Well, hey, real quick though, I, a little update flush. on my bowels. Um, so I oh threw all of my supplements out, and we're good. That's all Your I'm gonna say. Your supplements are making you go poopy. There's like, like when I got back from New York, I'm like, all right, I'm fucking done with these things. It has to be like I eat so healthy. Uh, okay, not all the time, but like I generally eat really, really healthy. It, it can't be what I eat. It can't be what I'm drinking. It has to be the shit. And I threw all of it out, and it's like changed my life. It's well, you amazing. Send, you sent a gift to us today that that would. Say well, that otherwise. that's because I told you it was uh, bad timing. So I ate my lunch at like four o'clock. Normally, I eat it at like noon, and then I will go for the last time before I get home at like three thirty four before I leave the office. And then I don't have to go when I get home. I just go later. But today I ate my lunch so late. I'm like, fuck, like, do I, I got to go for a run. Like, I, I can't, I, I got to fit both in. Like I have to, I didn't run yesterday. I didn't run Tuesday. Like I have to. So I sat down and yeah, it was, it was not a pretty one. <laughs> it's all the peppers. I had Chipotle last night and it was the peppers in my lunch. <laughs> all right and on that bombshell i think it's time for us to go um <laughs> a good idea. i don't know do you guys have anything else you guys want to discuss uh go unc this weekend and pretty much it oh also i kind of hope kansas loses because i don't want my brother to have to deal with um uh kansas people lighting couches on fire that sounds like fun yeah, but he's a grad student. Like he, and he also fucking hates basketball. So like, I told my I told my mom, I'm like, mom, like, did Zach tell you what's gonna happen if Kansas wins this weekend, and then if they win in the championship? <laughs> so she's like, no, what? what? I'm like, well, uh, the white people will riot and they will light couches on fire. You're 21, 22, 23. That shit's a blast. I bet. <laughs> But, like, when you're in grad school, like, you got to sleep and, like, you got to fucking get to class the next day. It's probably not that fun. <laughs> What's well, on a Saturday, so maybe he'll live it up a little bit. Yeah, but if they win, it's they have to play on Monday. And then Monday night, they're lighting couches on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But go we'll UNC. See. Fuck Duke. Fuck Absolutely. Anti-Duke podcast? Yep. Yep. We okay. hate Christian Leitner. <laughs> Dude, we weren't even alive when he played. <laughs> it's like being a Packers fan or like Tommy Stobart. Uh, damn it. Bleep that name out. Um, nah, being like, I hate Walter Payton. No, I like, I hate Walter Payton. Like, you never saw the man play. <laughs> you hate Walter Payton. 
You can't. Uh, uh, it was just an example of a Bears player no, that played before we were alive. There's an award named after him being such a good guy. I know, I know. that <laughs> It's the <laughs> only example I can think of, of before we were born. Obviously, like Richard Dent and, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on all the goddamn names. Mike Singletary. McMahon. We don't have to go through all that, but the Anyways, 85 Bears. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. We are an anti-Duke podcast. Um, <laughs> it's official. But um, we, we love J.J. Redick. I want to say that. Yeah. Also, we are an anti Grayson Allen podcast. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> Very much. Fuck that gay. <laughs> Scummer. All right. So, if you guys truly have nothing else, let's get out of here. All righty. Hope guys... everyone has a good weekend. Nice weekend off from losing all my money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alex, come subscribe off, to the podcast. Uh, come subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Share it with coworkers. Share it with friends. Share it with family. Maybe not children. Not a good idea. That being said, share with everyone you know. Uh, we drop every Friday morning. Uh, we record it every Thursday night. Uh, it's a very fun time. I'm here with my best friends, Michael Grosh and Andrew Lee. And we're signing off for tonight. You guys have a good one. Happy April Fool's Day. Oh, follow us on Twitter. I have the official Twitter puddle up. Hold up. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 real quick. Jeez. Oh, don't jeez me. I'll jeez you. <laughs> All right, all right. Little cuts here and there. It won't kill anyone. Our Twitter officially is no. We're not going to cut anything. It's the making underscore the underscore walk. The M in making is capitalized, and the W in making or W in walk is capitalized. Say that again. Making underscore the underscore walk. M A K I N G underscore T H E underscore W A L K. Come follow us. Come talk to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to know anything that you'd want to hear on the podcast and all that stuff. We'd love to interact with you guys. Come follow us on social media, motherfuckers. Or I'll come find you. I'll come find you and make, a, make you subscribe. So do it. Okay. That's it. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>